true success in any endeavor requires that you're addressing all areas of your life, not just one element. You see it, for example, with weight loss. You know, why why do people gain, lose, gain, lose, gain, lose, gain, lose, and they struggle to get that consistency? It's not because they're following the wrong plan or their nutrition. Those things are all important, but that's not what keeps them from being consistent. It's some underlying subconscious programming that's keeping them. Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. Let me ask you something. Do you need a coach? And I'm talking about a life coach. Yeah, not just a regular fitness coach, but a life coach. I used to think that we had it covered. If we had fitness coaching and nutrition, that was all that you needed. Well, it turns out the reason that most people don't hit their goals is because life is what happens when you're making other plans. And if life is what happens when you're making other plans, then you need a life coach. And today I'm so excited because I have somebody who's been a very good friend for probably about 12 years now. I've been part of the Todd Durkin Mastermind with her. She's a coach in the Todd Durkin Mastermind. She started a life coaching course with Todd Durkin and another key coordinator, Lizzie, who's also part of the course. And we'll give them both shout outs. Uh, they've just been doing a wonderful job bring us through the first edition, right? The first round of Impact Certified Life Coaches. So we can't wait to fill you in about what all that's about. And Kelly Wilson, welcome to the show. Travis, thank you so much. I've been looking forward to this. I'm excited. Oh, I'm super excited. It's an honor to have you here today. It's just been, uh, I guess I'm trying to remember when we first met. It was probably around like 2014 or 2013 maybe. Somewhere in there, you know, I've been part of this mastermind for about 10 years now, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. And uh, you've been a coach in it, I think, since I entered, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah. how did you become a coach in the mastermind? I became a coach December of 2012, actually. So, okay, all right. But I do remember, I remember meeting you because at the time when I was a coach, I had been part of the mastermind for about three years, almost four years at that point. And there wasn't anybody from upstate New York as part of it. I mean, it was all over the world. We had people from Australia and, you know, Europe and Canada and U.S., but nobody else from upstate New York. So when you came to one of the retreats, Larry would be able to tell us which one. But I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember that you said you were from Ithaca at the time and being so excited, like, oh, there's somebody in my neck of the woods. <laughs> I know. It's so cool that we're like, we met in California, but we're just a few hours apart. And shout out to Larry Indivigula, our historic record keeper that keeps everything right in his head. <laughs> and he can still tell you, oh yeah, I remember. Kelly, I introduced you to Travis on, uh, <laughs> you know, this date and this time at this retreat. I mean, he's an amazing. Yep, that's really. him. <laughs> yeah. 
So cool. So let's talk a little bit about your coaching history and what led you to starting this course. Uh, maybe take us back to when you started fitness coaching and then you joined the mastermind and then your mastermind coach. And, and now I'm one of your students in your life coaching course. So yeah, take us there if you would. So in 2007, I was a personal trainer part-time. I was actually working full-time in the city school district here as a, um, we, we had a program called Peaceful Schools. We were doing character education, mediation, those kinds of things inside the school district. That was my full-time job. I was training part-time and I had to get some credits to keep maintain my certification, to keep my certification. And so back then it wasn't online. You had to actually travel somewhere to take those classes and there were any in upstate New York. There was nothing close by. The closest was either Boston or New York. So there was one on sports performance. At the time I was training three people and they were all athletes. And so I thought, oh, I'll go do a sports performance class. It'll help me train them better. I can get my credits. And it's at the New York Sports Club in New York City. So I drove down to New York and somebody named Todd Durkin was teaching the class. I had no idea who that was, but it was you know part of my program um, through ACE. And so I took this class and we weren't into the class very far when he pulled up this piece of equipment and he goes, if you want to know what the next big piece of equipment is in the fitness industry, here it is. And I think it was white and red, maybe some black on it at that time. And it was one of the first prototypes of the TRX. Wow. I know. So he was telling us and I was like, that sounds cool. Like, you know, we, we actually got to use it. He did a workout with us. And the long story short is, I mean, to know Todd is to love Todd, to know Todd and to feel his energy and his heart and his authenticity and his knowledge base. You can't not be drawn to it. So of course I followed him, made some connections from some of the things that he was sending out as resources and people. Um, that he knew. And in 2009, he was sending out emails saying that he was going to be opening another group in his mastermind program. And he was looking for people to to participate. And I was at that time still working full-time in the district, still training part-time. But after his, or after I took that class with him, something changed in the way I was viewing training. Because until then, you know, my ACE certification and what I had studied was reps and sets for the most part, you know, like this is sort of the circuit that you take people on if you want them to lose weight. And this is a circuit for conditioning. And, you know, it was sort of cookie cutter and I loved helping people, but I didn't love that approach. When I took that course with Todd, it was anything but cookie cutter. It was, you know, Todd, Travis, you know it very well that <laughs> you do a you you do it a journey, um, you know, fun, engaging workouts. Uh, you start with some kind of warm up. You end usually with a meditation or breathing or something like that. It's this whole experience. It's not just like go over there and do 10 sets of those. So I had been contemplating this idea of starting my own fitness studio that would incorporate some of those things. I also had a master's in counseling. I had a lot of interest in psychology and I just felt like there was this mindset piece that needed to be incorporated into workouts and fitness. And so I sort of had this very, very vague idea of, well, wouldn't it be cool if someday I could maybe start a studio where something like that could happen? 
And when he said he was inviting people to the mastermind, I thought, well, you know, I love him. I love what he's about. I, if I'm going to figure out how to do this, I didn't know anything about starting a business. I didn't know how to run a gym. Like I didn't know any of that. So I thought, well, I might as well surround myself with people who know what they're doing. And it was scary. It was really scary because I felt like I didn't know anything. I didn't even have a facility. And I was jumping into whoever Todd Durkin was surrounding himself with. Um, I was intimidated. But I also just felt like if I didn't surround myself with people who knew how to do this, who could teach me and I could learn from, that there was no way I was going to be able to do it myself. So I hit send. <laughs> I, I hit send that like apply. And I thought he's never even going to look at my application. I'm probably, I'm probably getting all worked up over nothing. Well, sure enough, a couple of days later, I get a call from Todd and we talked about, and you know, just me again, completely intimidated, truthfully, you know, like, oh my gosh, what do I say? Um, and he said, if, if you have a dream to start a facility, we can help you where we're going to help you. And wow. so that group was coached by Larry Indiviglia, who you just mentioned. It started April 15th. Frank Pooker was in my group. I was in that group. And Larry will tell you how many of us at that point. It changed a lot of times through the years. However many started. I can tell you the date. It was April 15th of 2009. Okay. I remember it because it was tax day. <laughs> but I also remember it because it was so nerve-wracking and so exciting. Back then, there wasn't online. There were, You didn't get on a zoom call like he, everything was done by email email was still like not crazy busy like it is now and that morning larry sent us an email to say welcome to the team and asked us a question and then we each answered and so for the first time i was like diving into something that was uncomfortable didn't know what i was doing i didn't know these people i didn't know what i didn't know and i jumped in and that was 2009 april 15th August 10th, again, a date I remember because my number is eight. It was Studio 8 Fitness. And 10 is Todd's number, which Fitness Quest 10. 10 is Todd's. Everybody that knows Todd knows it's 10. August 10th, 8-10. My doors were open, and I had clients coming in the door that morning. So four months from the time I joined that mastermind group until I had a, I didn't even have a any, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't know what a DBA was. Like, I didn't even know at that point how to do any of it. But because I surrounded myself with people who knew what they were doing, it took me four months. Four months in a facility, in, people coming in the door, everything was running. So that was how I got started with, with Todd's group. And by 2012, he was expanding and things had changed here. Um, I wasn't working full-time in the schools anymore. I was working full-time at my studio and he asked me to be a coach. And so I started coaching then. So long, long answer to your question, but there you go. <laughs> That's how it all came together. That's a great answer. Uh, you know, I'd like to take a little highlighter and highlight a couple pieces of your answer. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say to our listeners, Overcomer Nation, success leaves clues. We are talking to someone today who is not just a coach, but she's a coach to coaches. Um, and she's not just an author, but she is a publisher, someone who helps people become authors. So there's some stuff to pay attention to. She was willing to get herself uncomfortable, right? Like when we get into that, like uncomfortable, that's where growth begins. 
And she said, I need to surround myself with people that know what they're doing, right? We are the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So again, she said, let me surround myself with people that know what I want to know so that I can become that average. And within four months, four months, I mean, what a short time to open up a business. So you open up the business and then it's not too long after you start that business that you're now um, being asked to be a, a mastermind coach. Is that how I understand it? To right. Me? About three years, about three years after is when I was asked to be a coach. Okay. So three, three years, what was, what was the date on that? So I it was December of 2012 that I stepped in and, and took over TD3. We call it, you know, Todd Durkin Team 3. Okay. <laughs> We're now called Team Elevate. Okay. But so how did that <laughs> how did that evolve? Did you name the team after a little while? We did. There was a year that, again, Larry's the, the one to ask, but um, there was a year that it became, instead of TD1, 2, 3, 4, 5 at that point, there were, I think, um, we decided to to give our teams a name that we felt could be a, a theme, a mission, sort of an overarch, and our overarching goal for the team. And so um, Frank's was Team Sexy at that point. <laughs> and I, I was, exactly. Um, his is now Team Do Better. That's okay. his team. Um, and, and I became Team Elevate. For me, it's the eight, right? It's always comes back to the eight. And there are an incredible number of words that end with eight, A-T-E, so elevate. Um, so I was looking for words that kind of speak to me in that way. And certainly, you know, the elevation and just continuing to always grow and build to your next level and see a new vision and, and reach for it. I'm curious. I'm curious about it. I definitely want to have you talk more about the eight uh, as we continue on and talk about some of the tools that you're teaching people today and what that number eight has to do with it. That being said, I'm a little curious about this studio eight uh, first. Uh, so you got a master's in counseling and you start this fitness studio and you didn't want to just count sets and reps, right? So uh, curious as to how your studio was different than most and maybe some of the approaches that you had in that studio because I'm sure it uh, has a little bit to do with uh, your DNA as a life coach and the mastermind coach that you are. Absolutely. Um, so it, it actually began, I, I have a master's in counseling and and I didn't want to be, I, I didn't love the whole counseling aspect. The whole, I, I think it has a place. It was not the place I wanted to be. I think it has a, it, it's an important piece, mental health and, you know, having therapists and counselors who can help people with their things that they're grappling with. It is so important. It just wasn't where I felt I was most effective. And so I had done a lot of self-reflection. I went through a divorce in 2008, so the year before that, and that was a, you know, it's a talk about overcoming, you know, something that was a, a tough, tough time in my life. And my way of getting through that was to study more personal development and to really try and figure out how this happened, who I was, who, who was I going to be now? How was I going to learn from this experience and, and make this something that could become a, a, a seed that bloomed rather than something that made me bitter or 
caused any problems with the kids, et cetera. So I was really doing a deep dive on personal development. And in that, I got connected to life coaching. And I started to see that the people that I were, was following, like um, Tony Robbins, for example, Martha Beck, they were all doing these um, life coaching programs. So I ended up taking Tony Robbins' life coaching course, Core 100, because I felt like the life coach was the person who was there to help you move forward. It wasn't so much about going back to the past and, you know, kind of diving into some of those traumas and things. That's important work, hard work. And I think uh, it, people need to know that that's available to them. That's a therapist. But for a life coach, this is more of, you know, what I would call the personal training for life, where you have somebody who's walking along beside you who can help you move forward towards your goals, keep you accountable, show you the way, get you resources, help uh, support you, encourage you, and guide you, coach you through that so that you can achieve what you want to achieve. That's what Larry and Todd did for me as I opened the studio. They coached me to it. And... So in 2010, I ended up writing a book called Finding My Way Back to Me. And it was the result of everything I had learned and studied coming out of that, that divorce. So many people would come up to me, women would come up and say, I I'm having the same issues. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get through. I've got relationship things. You know how when something happens, people kind of come, you're magnetized to that, I suppose. And I just wanted to do something to help them, to take what I had learned in that process and all of that time I took um, and effort I made to really figure it out for myself, I wanted to share with them. So I wrote this book, Finding My Way Back to Me. And I was running the studio at the time. I was about a year in. And I thought, you know, I kind of have this idea of these eight steps of life coaching, and I want to try it with my current people at Studio 8. And so I did my first test of my life coaching program with my current clients, and it was so successful. And I'll tell you why. Anybody who has ever trained, anybody that you've got in your listening audience right now that has ever trained or done massage therapy or worked with people in the healthcare industry or in some way connected with people in some kind of personal level, but professionally, will discover that it doesn't take very long for whatever they came in with on the surface to break open to what's underneath. So Travis, how many times have you been in the gym where somebody's just in the middle of a workout doing great, you know, push-ups and, you know, bicep curls or whatever they're doing and all of a sudden, even surprising to them, they're in tears. Yes. Yes. Because when you move physically, you move emotionally. When you move physically, you move mentally. When you move physically, you move spiritually. It's all connected. And if you're only training the physical body, you're missing this opportunity to train all these other facets of the human person. And so in the moment that they break down, you might have no idea what to do because you're like, well, just, just do two more push-ups, you know, or like, all right, why don't you uh, go clean up and we'll call it a day, you know, and you feel like you don't know what to do. And I thought, no, this is it. This is what I want Studio 8 to be. I want it to be 
the entire person that ate the fullness of it, right? So it is mind, body, and spirit. And so my life coaching program was mind, body, and spirit. So I would have the exercise. This is an exercise we do in the life coaching program. Have them write out what they don't want. Have them write out what they do want. It's a simple writing exercise. It's a deep dive into flipping the switch on your mental um, focus. And you can do that and, and incorporate it into a workout. So that's what I would do. You and wouldn't put what they didn't want and what they did want into a workout. Correct. Correct. So I would have them do the homework of write out. Let me, I'm going to back up because this will be interesting maybe for some of your listeners. If you are ever in a point in your life where you feel stuck or where you feel like you're in a lot of negative energy, I call it the swirling vortex of negativity. You know, like we all get cycling in that sometimes, like nothing's going right. <laughs> like you can't get out of your own way sometimes. Like you're just stuck. The most likely cause of that is your thinking process because we what we focus on expands. The more we focus on something, the more of it we get. So we're focused on what we don't want. Like, I don't want to be stuck. I don't want to feel like this anymore. I don't want this thing to happen to me. I don't want to be in debt. I don't want to have all this pressure. I don't want the stress. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Mm -hmm. And so that's in my finding my way back to me. Life coaching program was the first step. Like we have to start with where you are. If you're stuck, then we need to look at where you're stuck. Look at these don't wants. So I would actually have them write them down. So write down 10 I don't want statements. And they tend to be pretty easy because we spend a lot of time thinking about all the things we don't want. <laughs> so they'd write them down and then they'd come in for their workout. And we would talk about what they wrote down as they were warming up. And then we would start the switch. So I want you to start embodying what you don't want. So I don't want to be in debt anymore. And I would have them throw a med ball. Okay. I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be stuck anymore. And I'd have them jump up onto a box. Uh-huh. So they were physically incorporating their I don't want statement, literally saying it as they were physically moving. Now you're actually incorporating, embodying that creates another dynamic within the process, right? So then we flip it to what you do you want. And then they would do the same thing and everything. So pushes are the things you don't want. So any kind of exercise where you're pushing away is the things you don't want. Now pull in the things that you do want. So any kind of pulls, pull-ups, biceps, right? Anything where you're pulling in um, becomes something that you want. So you're pulling towards you what you want. So those are the ways we started incorporating it. And it could go on and on. Um, I had eight steps. We did eight things. And they were all part of the integration of the workout. And that was was one of the things that made Studio 8 different. I, You know, this podcast is sponsored by Journey 333 Franchise. And I see some requests coming in the near future after people listen to it for some sort of workshop like this. That's a cool approach to where you're getting the mind and the body and the spirit and everything's just integrating and working together. That's so cool. All right. Sorry to interrupt. I just was like, wow, this is a really neat approach. Really neat. Super, super great approach. So I, that's how I, I built studio eight fitness and, and it was also a very big community. I know Journey 333, the same thing. You guys are such a great community and it's so important to build that community. Um, I often run into people now who say the one thing I miss the most is the community of Studio 8. But we also um, create, educate, motivate, celebrate, donate. Those were the 
the keywords, everything with eight, right? Mm -hmm. So um, donation was a big piece. So we did all kinds of things to help uh, different different organizations within our community and to create opportunities for people to give and contribute um, because that was really important. So Studio 8 was a really special place. It was a really special place. And I ran it for, believe it or not, not intended, but I ran it for eight years. And that is a successful journey. We know that 80% of small businesses fail in their first year. And of those that survive, 80% of those will fail in the next five. So alarming statistics and uh, eight years is a uh, successful business breaking through both those barriers. So that's really awesome. Uh, you know, you mentioned the Robbins Madonnas. Uh, that's something as well that I participated in. Uh, I chose to do mine right around the time of the pandemic. I felt like all this, all this mindset trouble it made me, uh, you know, just that much more intrigued. So I, I'm curious how we've gone down this path from where you know you started out in the mastermind, and and clearly you you'd be a great coach because you already had this background, this masters in counseling, and then you start this studio that is like as much fitness coaching as it is life coaching already, right? You know, because you're just helping people move away from the things they don't want, move towards the things they do, and all this time, you know, you're just going down this path. You're coaching other masterminders. You're helping people to get the same experience that you got from the mastermind, helping them to you know, elevate, right? And um, now it's led you to partnering with Todd to produce this impact life coaching program. How did that come about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because you think you have a goal and you and you reach for it. So I thought, I'll, I, the studio, this is it. Like I'll run my own business. I'll really be able to help people here. And it was like climbing that mountain, you know, you, you come to the top peak and you think that's your goal is the peak, but here's the thing. You get to the top of the peak and when you look around, all you see are other peaks. <laughs> you couldn't see them before you reached that one. But and then as soon as you see that one, you see a lot more potential and a lot of opportunities. And that's what happened. So that life coaching piece, I couldn't have even foreseen it. I was just trying to climb my mountain to get Studio 8 to where it was. And and then I was talking with Todd and we were hearing a lot from a lot of the people in our mastermind group that they were feeling that when they were wanting to really help somebody physically with training, that there was this element that was missing. And it's what we talked alluded to a little bit earlier about, you know, people they don't just walk into the gym and drop everything else that happened outside the gym and then pick up and pick it back up when they walk out the door. Like it's light. It comes with you wherever you are. Yeah. And true success in any endeavor requires that you're addressing all areas of your life, not just one element. And so, uh, you know, you see it, for example, with weight loss, you know, why, why do people gain, lose, gain, lose, gain, lose, gain, lose, and they struggle to get that consistency. It's not because they're following the wrong plan or their nutrition. Those things are all important, but that's not what keeps them from being consistent. It's some underlying subconscious programming that's keeping them something underneath that's keeping them. And if you're not addressing that thing underneath, then you're going to keep getting that. And so that's the piece that we just kept hearing over and over 
we want to be able, these are from trainers, fitness professionals saying, we want to be able to help people on a deeper level. We want, you know, we're here to serve and to help people get where they're going. And if, and there's more to it than just this, the physical aspect of it. So that's when we created the life coaching program and, and sort of built it out from there. That's really good. That's really good because I, myself, being involved in fitness since 1996 and, uh, you know, having a variety of different types of clients over the years, have come across these situations where I know that if I could just help them with another aspect of their life, I could get them to get to their goals because we have a little bit more to solve than just fitness and nutrition, which is what I said when we started this show, you know, that I used to think I had the whole complete package, you know, not only do we have fitness and nutrition, we also have fitness coaching. And I just thought they needed a little accountability and motivation. But the truth is, uh, we need to be addressing the other areas of the life. Um, so how do you see this integrating with the typical fitness model being somebody that's leading a life coaching course for many fitness professionals, uh, also somebody that's integrated themselves. So uh, how do you see this becoming like an essential part of a studio or gym going forward in the future? I think if you are out there and you are a trainer or you're interested in, in becoming a better trainer, I think this isn't just something that you should could have. I think it's something you should have. I think life coaching is the missing link to help people become as successful as they can be. And I and I don't say that lightly. I really believe that. Um, you know, in the Todd Durkin Mastermind Group, we do 10 forms of wealth, right? There's a, this, an assessment that we do every month. It's called the 10 forms of wealth. And it's looking at the 10 different aspects, sort of spokes on the wheel of our lives, spiritual, professional, relationships, uh, circle of genius, we call it, right? Our social circles, our financial health, our our adventure and fun that we keep in our life, the vibrancy of life, the legacy that we're trying to leave. These are all components that every one of us, because we're human, experience. And so working with somebody to create some kind of balance and harmony in all those aspects of their life is where somebody can really elevate, fully intended, elevate to their best level. So I think going forward, I think you're going to see more and more of this. I think going forward in the fitness industry, in the healthcare industry, in financial health, I'm actually working with an author right now. And he said to me, we need to, I'm actually ghostwriting the book for him. And he said to me, um, he's a financial advisor. He's been a financial advisor for 25 years, 26 years. And he said, you know what? I've just been doing a lot of work with Dan Sullivan, who is a uh, has the Strategic Coach Program. And he said, uh, we need to incorporate some self-help stuff into the financial part of this book. So you're going to see it in a lot of different industries because I think there is a an evolution happening. There's a, an expansion of awareness about what we are as human beings and who we are as human beings and how we can really help each other. So I think it's a it's a must. Yeah, the growth in that particular career alone indicates the demand for it. I mean, it's really skyrocketed over probably the last decade. You know, life coach has become a very popular career. It's been a growing thing and it, because there's a growing demand for it. Uh, you know, you mentioned the 10 forms of wealth. So I want to, I know personally, some of the tools that I've learned, <laughs> I like to think that I know them all, 
<laughs> I'm going to be a graduate here coming up soon. But uh, if somebody was to take the Impact Life Coaching course, what are some of the tools besides the 10 forms of wealth that uh, they would learn to use with somebody that would make them more equipped uh, to approach a, a client on a holistic level? Or or maybe, you know, I'm, I have somebody listening today that's not even a fitness coach, so they don't necessarily have to worry about the fitness approach, but they want to use tools to help somebody on a life coaching level. What are some of those things, you know, maybe like an overview of, uh, you know, the Impact Life Coaching Program and how it teaches you the tools to help people? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and we actually already talked about one one of the tools, which is the I don't wants and the I wants. So an excellent, excellent tool. Anybody out there, any of you that are listening that are feeling some kind of stuck in some area, some kind of negative energy, or you find yourself complaining, sit down, write one to 10 on a page and write out, I don't want, and finish the sentence 10 times. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. And here's the thing on on that tool. I like to think of it as like two ends of a stick or I've got a pen that I'm holding, right? Two ends of a pen. I don't want is one end, but the polarity of the universe means that on the other end of that same exact stick, it's the same stick is what you do want. And the only difference is which one you're focused on. It's the same as two sides of a coin. Yeah. Heads and tails, they both exist as part of the coin, but which one is up is, is the one you're focusing on. So that's the way that you can look at that. So once you write out what you don't want, if you want to stop, the more you focus on it, the more of that you'll get. The more of what you don't want, you will get. Flip the sentence, then write 10 sentences and start them with, I want. So instead of, I don't want to be angry all the time, I want to feel happy all the time whatever that might be, right? It's the opposite. It's just the opposite, but it's the same thing. It's like the sun and the moon. They have to exist together. So that's a great tool. Another tool, Travis. Yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to speak to that really quick because my fear is that we might have some listeners that are thinking, oh, I'd like to help people, but I can never be a life coach because I don't have all the answers. I can't give people all the answers. So I would like you to speak uh, at some point to where the answers do come from, because you've taught me a lot about that. That's so true. And isn't that true? Even in our pro- program, we just are finishing up that one you're talking about, Travis, 44 uh, life coaches that'll be graduating here in just a couple of weeks from a six month program. And so many of the questions have been about, yeah, but I don't have all the answers. So how do I help somebody if I don't have all the answers? How do I help somebody if I've never experienced that? How do I help somebody if I've I don't know anything about that. And here's the thing about life coaching. Life coaching is not advising. It's not teaching. It's not telling. It's not It's not having all the answers. Life coaching is about coaching somebody else to discover the answers for themselves. So it is a difference between telling somebody what to do and asking them what they think they would like to do. It's the difference between saying this is what it is and asking what do you think it is? So life coaching is about asking the questions, not about having the answers. Life coaching is about kind of like windshield wipers on a car. You know, they clear away the rain so that you can see better. Life coaches are the windshield wipers. All we're doing is clearing away some of the rain because we cannot see it 
ourselves. It's like I say to somebody, as a personal trainer, you might tell somebody to do a squat, right? You could tell somebody how to do that. Or you can show them a different way to do it, and they might see something they didn't see before. They didn't notice that their knees buckled in or they were hunching over. You know, they didn't know. But if you clear away and show them, then they see it, and then they can discover how to fix it themselves. It's the same thing with life coaching. You can't quite see it because you can't quite see yourself when you're in it. But if somebody outside can see it and ask some questions that allow you to clear away some of that stuff, all of a sudden you have the opportunity to discover something you couldn't have seen before. And now there it is. And the answers are always within you. It's just a matter of clearing some of the stuff out of the way so that you can find them. So that's, that's where I see life coaching. Well, I think that when you were uh, doing the polarity of the pen, I don't want and do what, there was a perfect opportunity uh, to have you answer that question because learning from you, I, I learned what that answer would probably be. And, and what you were just demonstrating with the don't want and do want is that, that we help people to clear it away and, and figure out what it is that they, they want. And, uh, you know, we, we hold that space as life coaches. Let me ask you this. What do you think if somebody's listening to this podcast and wondering if they have the qualities uh, that it takes to be a life coach, what are some of the most important qualities that a life coach can possess? Mm, great question. Number one, they have to care. Mm. If you are somebody who doesn't care about people, then life coaching is not going to be for you. And you've got to care. You've got to care about people. You have to come to this from your heart first. Mm -hmm. You have to want to serve and you have to care. So I think that's number one. I think there is an empathy that you experience as, you know, if you're a life coach, that that empathy of being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and to feel with them where they are, even if you don't fully understand it or you haven't actually experienced it, you can feel with them that element of connection is important. Um, it takes somebody who is at least willing to learn to be a better listener. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about this yesterday and somebody said, it's amazing how few people really truly listen. And it's true. Yeah. Listeners yeah. are, you know, active listening where you're really present with the person and you're not thinking three steps ahead or trying to solve the problem for them or thinking about the to-do list or how many minutes are left before you have to go, like all those things that run through our minds in any moment, but you let those go and you really focus and you pay attention to somebody, that makes a good life coach. Caring, empathy, uh, at least a desire to become a better listener. Uh, those are some really good attributes. Uh, so as you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, do I have what it takes to be a life coach? Well, do you care? <laughs> you know, uh, can you listen, right? Can you put yourself in someone else's shoes and uh, just take a minute to maybe experience what that might feel like? Those are the qualities. And then some of the skills that you need is just to be able to, uh, what do we call it in the course? Hold space, hold space for somebody to find out the answers. Yeah. As an impact life coach, those are the things that you would learn how to do. Kelly, when it comes to coaching and, and all that you've produced uh, 
why haven't I asked you yet today? <laughs> you know, the one thing we didn't get into, which is probably worth noting, is um, books, script or publishing group. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, I feel like you're the place where dreams come true, you know? <laughs> it's funny we say that. I actually said that to somebody the other day. They're like, what you, What do you do? And I said, you know, I kind of just feel like I help people's dreams come true. <laughs> like I just figure out what they do. What a great life. What a great life. It is a great life. And, and, you know, I was thinking about this earlier when you mentioned your divorce. You don't go through anything significant unless it's to be a benefit to others. So you know, what was a tragic event in your life, you know, something that maybe at the time seemed like a failure, brought you into personal development and then allowed you to write your book that was, you know, serving other people. And because you've been willing to go through the valleys that you've had to go through and get on the peaks and see the opportunities as you described. Uh, now you are a person that someone can come to for their dreams of becoming a life coach or dreams of becoming an author. Uh, so yeah, tell us, uh, script or publishing, when did it begin? And, and, uh, how many books have you helped people publish uh, as of now? So script or publishing group came about all, all of this, I should say came about because of connection. Mm -hmm. connections matter collaborations change the world and connecting with Todd connecting with Larry and the mastermind group and then through that mastermind group I connected with Greg Justice who was also in the mastermind at the time and Greg had written I think around a dozen books at that point he's written probably two dozen now and Todd kept saying to him you should start a company I think you were in the groups with him when they were talking about it sure. Travis um and Todd kept saying, you, you need to figure out a way for people in the fitness industry to write their books because you know how to do it. You've got a system. And Greg kept going, I got so many things on my plate. Like, I can't do that. I don't even, you know, I just don't have time on my my schedule to make that happen. But I had heard Todd talking about it maybe at some point. And so at one of our retreats in 2016, we were in San Diego and we were in this room. I remember it because I walked up to Greg and I said, Hey, Craig, I love to write. I love to edit. And if you need any help with any of that, I, I would love to talk with you about, you know, doing some editing and stuff for you if you ever start this business. And he turned and he looked at me. He goes, I don't want you to edit. I want you to go into business with me. Ah, that's <laughs> like, awesome. What? <laughs> I have no idea. So we actually did a lot of research. We spent a lot of time kind of figuring out if this was even a viable business. Um, and in 2017, we incorporated in January of 2017. So we just passed seven years. And within three months, we had 42 authors on contract. That's how fast it took off like a hockey stick. And that is why I closed the doors to Studio 8 Fitness. Because what was happening was I was in training in the box and people were needing things edited and phone calls were happening I couldn't take and I couldn't keep all of it going. And so something had to go. And that's when I closed down the studio. I closed down in June July 1 of um, 2017, six months after Scripture started, because it took off so fast. And we were just cracking the whip, right? just like trying to Sterling to keep up at that point. So it has been the most joyful experience. And I just fill up even thinking about how incredible that ride has been because it was so unexpected and it has become such a joy. Um, we have since 2017 in in seven years we have published about 260 books 
We're publishing at a rate of two to three a month at this point. And we ha- we started off niching down into the fitness industry. That's who we were targeting. Those first 42 authors were all part of a, many of them part of a collaborative book. And we had another 10 authors on another collaborative book at that time. So we were doing a lot of collaborative books to get things going. But the third book we published was somebody that was referred by somebody that was a fitness professional. And she wasn't a fitness professional at all. She had a memoir and she wanted to publish that. And we thought, well, our system works. So let's see if it works for that too. And so within three books, we were already outside the niche. And last year we had 32 books that we published in 2023 and only two of them had to do with fitness. All the rest were in every other capacity you can imagine. Books on finance, books on um, cookbooks, children's books, memoirs, fictional novels. Um, We've been able to help people publish just about any kind of book. We've done academic books. We've done so many different kinds, which has just been such a journey, (laughs) funfully intended for you. Um, So yeah, that's that's where we are. Um, I'm I'm not even sure. We've had our biggest quarter um, the last three months have, have been our biggest amount of new authors coming in. And so we are continuing to grow and expand and um, offer additional services. We're going to Ireland. We're doing uh, our first international writing retreat in June. So um, we do have a spot left. If anybody's listening and you have always dreamed of writing a book or writing something, but you can't get it done because your everyday gets in the way <laughs> and it's too hard to find the time while you're here, or if you've ever dreamed of going to Ireland and you'd like to come and join us on this trip, we do have one spot available, and that's uh, June 23rd to 29th of 2024, coming up. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you've literally uh, helped create hundreds of authors, helped make hundreds of dreams come true. And let me just tie this all together. So here's Kelly, and she goes through something significant in her life and uh, finds that the way to not become bitter is to seek the personal development, you know, seek out people that can help her through and winds up writing a book called finding my way back to me. And now is able to use that book to help others and not just use that book, but use her life coaching to help others. So what have you gone through? If you're listening to this podcast, that's significant. Everybody as Todd has the t-shirt that says, right, live a life worth telling a story about. Everybody has at least one book in them. Everybody has some story to tell. And in telling your story, you never know how one sentence from your life might cause someone else to rewrite their own, right? And that's what you've done, right? You've been able to share your book and share your life coaching experience. And and now you're helping other people do the same thing because there's just not enough of you to go around, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's certainly not, uh, you're not, I'm not an island. There's, I'm so fortunate, Travis, um, as as you feel the same way to work with so many incredible people, Todd, Greg, Julie, Lizzie, the team of people, Deirdre, who helps us is just phenomenal. So you cannot do it alone. The connections really make a difference. Well, Kelly, uh, any final words for our, our listeners today? No, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything that you do. I mean, you, speaking of coming through a lot of challenges in your life and how you use that to reach out and help other people is so inspiring. I love the name of the podcast, Overcomers Podcast. It's great. 
uh, because we are all out there fighting our battles. We're all out there trying to overcome something and to get through to the next level for ourselves. And Travis, you do a fantastic job offering opportunities for people to do that. So thank you. Back at you. You're an overcomer and you're helping other people overcome with everything you're doing. So thank you so much for sharing so generously with our audience today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com. Yeah!